Hello and welcome to another episode of Freeball, the volleyball podcast. It's just Louis with you today as Cam's away at the moment, but we're going to welcome him back next week. One episode we have coming your way. I'm sure you've already seen who the episode's about this week, but it's exciting times and we'll announce them in just a moment. But some news this week. It's the quarterfinal of the Champions League and in the men's side of the draw, it's been so exciting. Three out of the four opening fixtures finishing 3-2. Perugia, obviously with a star-studded lineup, went to France and Chamont and just squeezed through 3-2. Kazan, they were pushed in Poland against Gdansk. That was a 3 tour as well. Then Skra Belhatov beat the Russian team Zenit St. Petersburg. And finally, Lube won in Moscow against Dynamo 3-2. The second legs coming our way in two weeks' time, it's going to be really interesting to see who comes out of the quarterfinals into the semis. But big performances from the underdogs all week long. In the women's, Navarra beat Stuttgart 3-1. Dynamo Moscow beat Vakif Bank 3-2 in what was a thrilling game. And then Scandici lost out to Fenerbahce 3-1. And finally, in the battle of what was our game to watch of the week, Amoko Volley, who are top of the Italian league, lost 3-0 to Ex-Jacobassi. And that was in Italy as well. So they have a mountain to climb if they want to go through after the second leg. And on beach volleyball... It's time for the season to get underway after Sydney last week and also Cambodia. It's been a four-star event in Doha this week where most of the big teams have come out. On recording of this podcast, we're down to the last eight. And that's Bruin Fidjilek from Poland after a great season last year making multiple finals. They're up against Sharif and Ahmed Tijan from Qatar. Nikolai Lupo are back out and playing. They're playing Grimmel and Grimmel who played so well last week in Sydney. Herrera Gavira, Evergreen, up against Liamin and Valchiko from Russia. Liamin maybe has a point to prove after Krasilnikov being taken, not taken away from him, but paired up with Stoyanovsky. And then in the last quarterfinal, Kantor Loziak from Poland, up against the timeless Lucena and Dauhauser. So it's another big, big week. And we're down to the final stages of a competition that saw the first outing for Pedro and Victor Felipe. They lost in the round of 16 to Liamin and Velchico. And also, Thol and Vickler, after performing so well in The Hague, they lost out to Nikolai and Lupo. Krasilnikov and Stoyanovsky, who have been thought by many would go really far in this competition, lost out to Sheriff and Ahmed Tijan from Qatar. Qatar just keep getting better and better, don't they? But also noticeable results for Pedlo and Shakta. They turned up and beat Evandro and Bruno, who were playing in their first competition together. Evandro and Bruno got knocked out in round one. But maybe it's going to take them a little bit of time to come together and to mould as well. Anyway, that's enough of the news. Time to introduce our guest for today. And it links really nicely with beach volleyball. Because when at the moment you think of beach volleyball, you think of the beach volley Vikings. And that's a squad of players from Norway who have gone on to achieve the unthinkable. Today we have Andy Moll, who currently is being voted the best blocker in the world, the most outstanding player, the most improved, the best offensively. You name it, he's won it. And today he joins us from his home in Norway because due to injury, he couldn't team up with Christian Sorum, who is in Doha at the moment playing with Andy's brother, 
Henrik. So this is our episode with currently one half of the best beach volleyball team in the world. And it's a really, really good one. Thirsty, mate, thanks for making the time. Um, it's, it's great to have you. And I've been bugging you for a while, which I'm yeah, so, sorry about. But, um, no, but I, uh, now I have time. I'm injured and uh, now it's a perfect time to do a little podcast. So I don't have any, anything uh, else to do. So yeah. then I can uh, be talking to you instead. Yeah, what, what's going on? What's, what's up? Yeah, I'm, I really don't know. The, the doctors, they, uh, they don't know exactly what, what's happening. So we're just trying to, uh, we're just trying different things to see if uh, we can uh, uh, kind of eliminate what, what it is not and then see what's left, kind of. Really? So it's uh, kind of a strange uh, situation. But uh, I'm start, I've started to jump now and it feels good. So uh, hopefully I can have the same progress now the next uh, month and I'll be able to play in, uh, in Xiamen, China. Yeah, I'm at that one too, actually, which is, that was that six, still six weeks away? Yeah. Five weeks. Yeah, how did, um, so you've been struggling with it since The Hague, right? You've not, you've not been yes. 100%. And how's, was it just still hurting throughout, yeah, throughout sort of pre-season? Yeah, it's, uh, it, actually, it started uh, in Hawaii when we played the King of the Courts tournament there. I think that was when the acute thing happened, and uh, yeah, and then uh, it was fine actually for a little while uh, because we played the, the P forty forty tournaments in uh, San Jose and then Las Vegas, and we did well there. And uh, yeah, I didn't really feel that much pain, but then yeah, I started to play, uh, in, or we started our our training camp in Tenerife. And, uh, yeah, then it turned out, yeah, to be, uh, kind of, uh, kind of painful by the end there. And then, yeah, we tried, we tried to play in the Hague. Maybe it was not a good idea because now, uh, it's gotten worse since then. So, uh, yeah, but now I'm back on the right track again. I, uh, I've started easily and. I'm building kind of step by step in, in strength and with jumping now I'm jumping five times more each session so uh, I think we're on the right track right now yeah are you monitoring how many jumps you have per session and, and stuff like that is it very accurate accurate workload yeah yeah it's uh, I've actually never done, done it before but we we have this uh, vert chip that we put around our waist and then you can see how many how many jumps you have it's kind of smart Yes, very cool. It must be pretty frustrating though to uh, to obviously miss the start of it's not the start of the season, but it's the start of yeah business business time really uh, for for the season yeah. in in Doha. Um, so especially after last year, it must be pretty frustrating for you. It is. It is really uh, frustrating, but it's also uh, I guess I guess I need this uh, <laughs> this time off because uh, last year was a really long season and. Uh, Right now, I'm I'm just gonna have to be patient and wait for for my turn. But yeah, of course, it's frustrating to see uh, all all the other players getting uh, in shape. And uh, yeah, I I kind of missed the whole preseason, which I uh, for sure would have needed. But uh, 
I'm sure uh, we will come back stronger anyway. Yeah, I agree. And what what a season last year was for. I I keep like our listeners. Yeah, for anyone who's yeah not not aware of you, which yeah I imagine that they wouldn't be. Um, everyone would be aware of you if you're listening to the podcast. But what a season for you individually, but as a team as well. Uh, winning all the events. Um, yeah, Hamburg at the end of the season, but the Euro the European champs. Um, it was a dream season, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the, and it kind of came out of nowhere because we, uh, I guess we we had some good results before. We uh, we had beaten some good teams, but we never were stable enough to to get all the way to the top top. Uh, so uh, our goal for the 2018 season was to uh, get a FOEB medal, and uh, we did that already in in Itapema in May. And then, of course, we said, "Yeah, now let's set our goal higher and try to, uh, to take the the golden cowbell." That that was actually the goal because that's kind of the, the legendary trophy that we can win. So uh, that was our goal, and we we did it. We we won the Gestalt uh, major, and it was not a pretty tournament. We we had some really tough games, and. Uh, we we battled it through, and I think that gave us a lot of confidence in our in our play. Um, and then we just continued uh, with that confidence, and we we believe that we could beat any, uh, anyone. Uh, so, and then we we went went on and had a crazy winning streak uh, at that time, and uh, won the European Championship and won the Vienna Major and the Hamburg, and uh, it was just unbelievable and. Just like a fairy tale to look back on, and it's yeah. kind of crazy for me that it actually happened. Did Did you ever look at each other, like you and Christian and the rest of the team, and just go, "What the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, this is mental." Yeah, we did several times. Like, how how can this be happening? Because uh, the the top the level in in beach global now is so tight and so close that everyone can beat everyone and. I would never expect anyone to uh, to win four tournaments in a row. That, that no one, I, I I don't think I didn't think that no nobody could uh, be able to do that. Yeah. One of my questions was, do you think it can happen again? But yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Of course, I yeah. hope so. But uh, I think uh, no. I really don't think it will happen again. I that the team will win four or five tournaments in a row. I, I will make sure that doesn't happen to anyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just 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 you guys. But yeah. it, it was such a great like. I I think you took. I don't, I think it's the beauty of sport, but I I think, uh, for the English guys, we've been following you for a long time anyway, and, and knowing you for a while. But I think for world volleyball, you took them all on a journey, uh, popping up, and then everybody just. Just, just followed you so closely. So I think it was such a great journey, not just for yourselves, but I think for beach volleyball and the effect you had on everybody else was was insane. Um, yeah. I was in Charmin. One question I want to uh, ask you. I was in Charmin um, and I saw you have a tiff with Alison and you made the quarterfinals of that event. And that was a big, that was a, I think from the outside looking in, that was a big competition for you to, to beat them. Um, for sure. So yeah, what was, what happened? <laughs> uh, no, of course we were we were stoked to play the Olympic champions and uh, the world champions, and yeah, they they have won everything that you that you need to win. So they're a legendary team, and uh, yeah, we 
it would be a huge milestone for us to uh, to win against such a team. And uh, of course, we we tried our best. We showed no respect uh, like we do uh, with uh, with everyone else when we play. We we showed no respect on the court. Uh, we tried to just put that out. Of course, we have massive respect off the court, but when we are on the court, we we yeah we play like we play like men and not not like uh, babies. But uh, Vikings. Alison uh, <laughs> obviously saw me as a baby. So uh, when I started to block him, uh, and I blocked him a lot that game actually. <laughs> so uh, he was getting really, really mad, really pissed, and he just spiked harder and harder. And uh, it was easier and easier for me to block him. And then, yeah, by the end, he. Uh, by the end of the first set, I think he was so frustrated that he uh, started screaming to, uh, against us over the net when he blocked Christian one time. And then I went up to the ref and I, I asked, like, is this okay? Can he do this? Can he scream at us? It should be a yellow card for sure. And then he goes over and he says, uh, ah, it's okay. Ah, yeah, it's okay. Baby. What a baby. <laughs> Claps at me and screams at me, and uh, I'm just, I'm just shaking my head, and I'm like, "Come on, are you really this, this old?" And uh, yeah, we, uh, I, I was only, I was only laughing about it because I thought it was funny, and uh, yeah, and then we, uh, we won the game, um, and he was of course pissed after, and he didn't shake my hand, so. Uh, then I decided to make a little video about it and post it on YouTube. And uh, <laughs> yeah, people have really been laughing about that uh, yes. that episode yes. <laughs> the last uh, couple of months. But uh, yeah, that was that was a fun experience, but kind of uh, strange because I uh, I didn't expect Allison to be like this. But uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, he was just uh, really angry that two. Two young boys coming in and beating them in the in the group stage. They, they didn't expect this to happen, I think. Yeah. And then he uh, just tried to uh, get inside our head, and uh, yeah, but that that didn't work. So. And good on you. It's a great story, though. That's that's. <laughs> yeah, it's a wicked one. Crazy. Do you um? Yeah. Do you still speak? Like, is it obviously a bit better off the court now? And after everything, it's sort of smoothed over. There's no rivalry going through. Between you and Alison? Like, oh no, I, I I don't hope so. I uh, <laughs> I hope we have a good tone. Yeah, it's it's tough with the Brazilians. Uh, he's a hero in my in my eyes. He's a hero, and uh, he has yeah. done unbelievable stuff on the court. So uh, he's for sure uh, an idol for me. And I was kind of shocked when he did this against two uh, two young boys. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was. Uh... He just wants to win. I don't blame. him. Yeah, for sure, and it's uh, it's changed since then as well. Brazilian volleyball's gone through a, a, well, two real big changes throughout the last year or so. Huh? So it's, I don't think they found the right recipe yet for for their teams going forward to Tokyo, which is another interesting journey. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be exciting now to follow Bruno and and Pedro, no, Bruno and uh, uh, Evandro and Pedro and. Uh, Vitor Felipe, I saw they did okay now in uh, in Doha, so I'm sure they're gonna yeah develop as a team. I think uh, Pedro Shakhtar um, 
got one over Evandro and Bruno, didn't they? Knock, knocked them out yeah, uh, yeah, for, yeah. for a 17th. But it's obviously going to take some time for, for Evandro and Bruno to mould together as such. Absolutely. But, but I think that's going to be a, a, good, uh, a good deal, actually. Yeah, they have a bit of everything, right? Like service pressure and... Yes, but Bruno's incredible. And you'd, you'd imagine yeah. that you'd... Who would you serve? That's <laughs> <laughs> tough. Tough question. I hope they're, I hope they're not listening on this podcast. Mm. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I doubt it. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> no, I... Uh, I really don't know. I, I think maybe we, we, we would start on, on uh, Bruno. But uh, I think we could actually... We could uh, have points on, on both of them. But the biggest... Uh, what, what we have to do against them is to play a good side out because they're such a good block defense team and, uh, and of course, serving team. So if we can receive well and, uh, and hit in the side out, I think we, we could have uh, enough points on them uh, on their side out. Yeah, for sure. But uh, it's gonna be really exciting to see uh, when we get started this uh, this summer. Yeah, but you guys also have you guys right. Like you've you've taken. I feel from the outside in that you've taken the game to another level over the last year or so. Um, I should know this doing my job, but how tall are you? Two meters. Two two meters. Yeah. So, like you're now blocking like a like a smaller guy. But you're the same size as you're the same size as Dalhauser, and and you're, yeah. How dynamic you are and how how well you see the game, is next level. So I just think that you you guys are now uh, pioneering, the uh, the next yeah next yeah. five to ten years of the sport. So how That's did cool. yeah how did uh, I'd like like to hear just for myself as well. I know quite a lot of it, but for anyone listening, like how did you guys get to the like the excellence that you're at now? It's a great story, I think. Yeah. Um, no, I, I started really early with beach volleyball or with volleyball in general uh, because my, my dad, he was a coach and uh, he, of course, played volleyball uh, on, on a national team level and he also played professional in, in the Netherlands uh, when I was a good league. Um, nice. So... Uh, so he he's of, of course really into the game and also my mom she played the Olympics in, in twenty no in uh, nineteen ninety six in Atlanta, so they of course inspired me to uh, to become become a good volleyball player, and they uh, they have a lot of knowledge and uh, of course I was eager to to practice a lot, so uh, I started playing like uh, when I was around six. Uh, then I started to play with my brother, and uh, that meant I also always could push my level because I was kind of really, yeah, I was small, I was really short uh, at that time. And <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I'm really short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was really short and uh, and skinny, and but uh, that that meant I could work on my technical skills because I had to compensate for my height, and. Uh, I think that has really helped me uh, as a volleyball player right now. Um, so uh, yeah, I played with my brothers and uh, or with my brother and uh, his uh, friends, and we we got pretty good. We won some uh, youth uh, tournaments in our region, and uh, we thought it was really fun. So uh, we uh, we decided to uh, start on a 
at a volleyball high school called uh, Top Volley Norway. We uh, where we uh, yeah where we practice uh, twice a day and also have a normal school and uh, that's that's the greatest volleyball school that I know know of actually in, in the world because uh, I have never heard of uh, any school that is like that uh, where where you're only playing uh, volleyball or beach volleyball or you're combining the two of them and uh, you also get to uh, to live in a in a dorm and uh, you have food uh, every day and uh, there are only uh, 70 students and all of them are playing volleyball so it's kind of a really big uh, family so that's great and uh, yeah we spent three there three years uh, there and developed a lot uh, we got to play some youth uh, championships under 20 under 22 Crazy European championships and we we did did well there we we uh, I have three gold medals in the European championships youth and that was really a huge uh, inspiration for me to see that we could actually like small small Norway could uh, compete with the with the rest of the uh, continent but also the rest of the world so uh, yeah, we we decided to take the step to uh, the senior level uh, already right after uh, my graduation at Toffoli. We played the the Klagenfurt uh, 2016, me and Christian, the first tournament we ever played together, and we uh, I think we shocked everyone and we shocked ourselves uh, because we we had three practices in front of that tournament and we got a fifth place. Yeah. We almost got to the semifinal and. Uh, we we lost to uh, sh- yeah, with the Schachter, Sexton, no, Sexton and Schachter, I think. Or K- came and Ben. Uh, Schultz, Schultz, yeah. Schultz, Sexton, Schultz yeah. in the in the quarterfinal, fifteen thirteen, and uh, yeah, that was a huge battle, and we were so close from actually getting into the semifinal, and that was that was crazy. Kargenfurt's uh, mind blowing uh, as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but then I then I decided to to play indoor for one year in Belgium just to see the level. I was really curious on, on indoor as well uh, because I I love indoor and uh, I uh, I just wanted to see how it was to play professional because it's not kind of it's not a professional league in Norway. So uh, I checked that out and uh, I thought it was fun, but I also missed uh, the beach lifestyle and uh, I like that better because. Uh, you have more ownership to the sport and to your own uh, development. So uh, I returned back to the beach uh, in 2017, and then uh, we have uh, had two great seasons now. And uh, yeah, now we're number one seed in, in the world as uh, 21 and 23 years old. So it's yeah. it's kind of been a crazy journey. Were you, did you, was it Mosaic that you were at for a while in Belgium? Yeah. So that, that's an amazing contrast, right? It, it, it proves what an amazing athlete you are. So Mosaic had, what, top, probably top 10 sides in Europe, maybe? Uh, well, give and take yeah. four, four Italian teams, and but, but in the Champions League, they're within the top 16. So to have the choice to uh, yeah, sure. to play either is, is, is pretty special. I, I think there's not many, yeah, not, not so many beach players that could go back and play that level indoors. There's a few beach play, uh, indoor players who've come out and played on the beach, but that's that's pretty... Pretty insane, yeah. Now you're now yeah. you're the best in the world. That's that's the journey. How does it? Um, I made a note. I've actually got some notes here. Uh, I made them very quickly this morning. <laughs> but oh, be, being the most outstanding player, being being voted the most outstanding player in the world, 
That's unbelievable. And the only people around you to have won that, Dalhauser, Bruno, Emmanuel, Rosenthal and Harley. Like that's yeah. that's your name on that list. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I really I can't believe it until this day actually because uh, it's such an honor to be uh, to be voted as the the most outstanding player. That's that's a huge uh, huge award, and to to be standing there with the rest of the the legends that are that are on this this list is just a a huge honor. Uh, so. Uh, because the, these these guys have been my my idols for for the last yeah for for my whole uh, childhood because I was looking up to them when, when when they were playing in Stavanger and I saw them play and I, I said to myself that I want to be like these guys and and win the the Viking sword in Stavanger so uh, yeah it's uh, it means a lot and uh, I'm really thankful for uh, for everyone that has been voting of course but. Uh, that, that we have made it this this far. Yeah, for sure. That was one of many many awards as well. But do you think uh, you also got most offensive player? Was it also attacker went to uh, was it Brower got attacker? But you also got best blocker yeah. as well, right? And that's yeah. that's that's super tough. Who what's what's your biggest now that you've had the success? Do you has it sort of changed yourself and Christian at all? Has it changed the dynamic? Has it or is it all business as usual? No, I think uh, I think it hasn't changed us changed us a lot. But I think we have a lot more uh, confidence in our play, first of all, and uh, I think we're uh, confident that we can go out there and beat everyone. So uh, that has for sure changed. Uh, now, the last year, I know that we uh, we we didn't see our, ourselves as able or to be able to to win a tournament because we, we didn't think we were good enough but now that's for sure changed and uh yeah i think that that mentality is really really big uh to actually believe that you can win every match and every tournament so uh that has changed but as, as persons we are we're still the same and uh we're we we still want to be down to earth guys and uh and uh yeah don't don't take off and don't fly. Uh, oh, we, yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, I, but I also think that's your biggest credit as a duo, right? Yeah, you you win all the, yeah, all the competitions, but also you, you haven't changed, and everyone can see that from the outside in. So, which is amazing. Yeah, um, that's good. What's the uh, like? Who do you see, or what do you see as your biggest threats now towards the Olympics? I, I know from a now that I'm not coaching as much, I see it very differently as a journalist like more of a journalistic side but who do you see the biggest threats like what do you feel is from teams going forward into 2019 2020 who, who are the biggest the biggest problems mm, well there there are a lot of a lot of strong teams out there and everyone is getting better every year and the level is increasing every year and that's what's so uh, so fun about this sport uh, so now we have our uh Head on our pedestal. I don't know how it's called, but now we everyone wants to to shoot us and uh, everyone wants to kill kill us. So uh, we're ready for for a tough battle against everyone. But I think uh, yeah, we we got killed in in the Hague against the uh, Stoyanovsky and uh, Krasilnikov, the Russians. 
So they are for sure going to be a really, really tough team to beat. And uh, I think also Dallas are now doing great in the yeah, this week in Doha. And uh, yeah, they're uh, they're going to be uh, always a tough battle. We would have never beaten them uh, actually. We but we have only played against them one time. So um, that's that's one to look forward to. Yeah, because you feel yeah, really you feel like it's like the Masters and and Phil. Phil is Phil, right? Like we both, you talk about Phil Dalhauser, and everybody smiles. So it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for you guys to, to come up and try and play them is uh, he, he's a legend, and Lucina also is a legend. So yeah, uh, yeah we're looking forward to a lot of tough battles against them. Um, yeah. Also, uh, of course, Brower Musen. We have uh, we've lost seven out of eight matches against them last year. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So they, yeah, they they're. Really tough, tough team to beat. Poland, Counter Warszak, and uh, all the Polish teams are always a battle. So, uh, Tole Victor are gonna be really strong. And I mean, the level is so close. Yeah, everyone can beat everyone in the top, and uh, I, I, I kind of see everyone as a as a threat to uh, qualify. So uh, it's gonna be a, a really exciting season, I think. Levels really high. I would say from the outside looking in, the teams with obviously like yourself. Also Brazil. Sorry. Also Brazil. Yeah, and Brazil. Yeah, too. also uh, the new the new Brazilian teams are going to be uh, really. Yeah, I'm excited to to play against them. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of seeing like the teams who are making the most blocks are are going go, going a long way. Like Stoyanovsky is coming as well to the forefront. Phil as well. Yeah. Like and yourself, you're making what six to seven blocks a set. It's, 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 it's crazy like, it's absolutely crazy you're obviously seeing uh, that's, that's too much yeah, I don't know mate I see the stats in front of me every time <laughs> but it's yeah, um, is it really six to seven blocks each set uh, within the finals at Hamburg yeah With it, I think the first wow. set of the final of, of Hamburg I think you made seven um, which means you're which means you're seeing a lot and you're, you're going yeah. off at, for anyone who's a uh, traditionalist of beach volleyball you're not really just lining up on line or angle you're, you're reading everything aren't you and you're, you're getting in you're getting in yeah. front and yeah it's good to see i'm not going to talk too much about that stuff but uh it's great yeah. to see great to see you read the game so well it's yeah just, it's uh it's kind of our our style to just read and read and play and uh we don't like to to play it in a system because i mean every ball is different and uh you have to act differently in every situation, so I think that's a really big advantage that we have. Yeah, for sure, and it, it works one hundred percent. Talk about Brown Mewson. What is it that you find difficult about playing playing them? The height that they play at, the the sort of physicality that they're they're playing, or just a difficult, just a more I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about the, these guys, but they uh, they are really, of course really physical they they hit the ball they crush the ball um they hit the really high uh, high point but and it's also really difficult for me to like to uh, get the angle that i want they they mostly like bounce off my my top hands so uh, yeah that's that's difficult and they also have a good serve uh and uh yeah but i think their 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 weakest point is their reception and setting uh and i'm Every time I'm playing against them, I'm kind of upset that, that I don't call more more uh, double touches on them because I, I don't think they have the 
the greatest set. Sorry, uh, Alex and uh, Robert, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's just the, the truth. Uh, I think uh, they they could be called, or the the bar could have set uh, a little higher, and I think they agree. So, uh, but anyway, they uh, they're great players, and uh, yeah. I uh, I look forward to many many more battles against these guys and uh, yeah it's gonna be uh, gonna be a fun fun season. I just I just love watching Brower when he gets served inside as a left sider and can still hit the sharpest angle you've ever seen. Like it, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. From a personal level, what do you find the the main sort of pluses and weaknesses of the lifestyle that you're living? Like do you, do you struggle being away for long periods of time, uh, or are you still just absolutely loving it? Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, I love I love my lifestyle and I love traveling and I, and I love uh, being around B12 players around the world and just uh, playing the sport that we love. But also, I mean, it's uh, I have I feel like I've sacrificed also a lot of time with my friends and with my family and uh, people that I would also like to spend more time with. So. Uh, it's kind of sad in, in one way that I, I can't hang out more with my friends and uh, I can't stay in touch as I as much as I wanted but also I I'm really happy with the, the choice I made uh, obviously uh, we uh, we have had some some really good good results and it's kind of been paying off uh, this last year and uh, yeah we uh, for for Norwegian volleyball, I think it's really important to have a new Norwegian team uh, back on the top because it's been it's been way too long since we had uh, a team ranked number one in the world, and uh, for uh, for Norwegian volleyball, that's really important. And we want to bring the sport back and uh, get the the media attention uh, as it was before. So uh, I think we have. Uh, we're on the right track. Right yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely you're smashing that. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we have, we have sacrificed something and, uh, but I, I'm, I'm also glad, glad that we did it. But you also get to, you also got some time, I watch your, I watch your uh, vlog, which is awesome, Beach Volley Vikings on, on YouTube. Um, but you also yeah. get some time, you got some downtime in the States as well, right, which is, which looked pretty key to, you were playing, but you're still just having a great time while you're away. And I think burn, burnout's a bastard and you have to try and balance volleyball and, yeah. real, and real life, right? Yeah, you're, you're completely right. It's, uh, uh, when we play tournaments uh, in the summer, it's really difficult to, uh, to find time to do sightseeing and, and stuff because we're really, we're traveling around to some really uh, awesome locations like uh, Warsaw and Moscow and uh, Vienna and yeah, so on. So we we would really uh, we would love to to see more of the cities. But when we travel, when, when we play tournaments, we're kind of only on the hotel room and on the courts, and we go to eat, and then yeah, we're our head is only in the tournament. So it's really good to uh, just when we have time, uh, we we always try to uh, do some sightseeing, and we uh, we try to. To, uh, yeah, so to to see some some cool stuff like we had the chance uh, when we were in 
the United States. We went to Yosemite. We went to uh, we we drove the Pacific Coast Highway, and yeah, that was just a really uh, I'm never never gonna forget that experience because it was unbelievable. And uh, yeah, we made a pretty cool vlog about it too. So yeah, you, you, cool. should, you should check it out. <laughs> Everyone should check it out. It's very well made, actually. Listening. It's, it's very, very well made, and it's uh, you creative, creative guys, which is which is good to yeah. see. Do you um? Yeah, I think it's important to have your head like on a different uh, place than than volleyball all the time. Yeah, otherwise it's creates pressure as well, right? Stress and pressure and tension. I th- I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just my personal opinion. So I think it's a good thing that you have the have the side the side interests of yeah the vlog. Um, obviously for listeners like the way that your your team dynamic is a different one you have like a squad uh the beach volley vikings and um obviously your your mother is involved your father your brother yourself um and then it's the same with um the bernsteins as well you ever find it's difficult working alongside family at this level or do you find you have a really good balance um I feel we have a really good balance, and we're uh, we're all honest with each other, and we we all know that, yeah, we we just want each other to become better players and better persons. So uh, we we want to be honest with each other, and uh, I think that's really yeah important for for our team. It's also it makes it really easier for us to travel uh, together with with four people. Uh, so if I'm tired and sick of Christian, I can go and talk with uh, with Hendrik or with <laughs> Matthias. Yeah. So um, it's kind of, it makes a really good uh, good duo and, uh, or it makes a good team. And it also cuts our expenses because then we can rent uh, apartments together and we can, we can sleep in the, in the same uh, uh, apartment and we can hang out and we can eat each other, uh, eat each other, yeah, eat uh, together and, uh, um, yeah, I think that that makes a really good team spirit, and we're all really happy for each other when we win, and uh, we we're we're all also there when there are uh, not so good games, and we uh, we discuss and we we try to be honest with each other, and yeah, makes uh, makes life a little little easier on tour because if it would only be me and Kristen and the coach traveling, I think the life would be. Uh, way way uh, more difficult and more stressful and uh, yeah I think I would yeah I don't, I don't think we would uh, would have won uh, that many tournaments last year if it wasn't for our team so um, yeah we we feel the support in our back also for from Hendrik and Matthias but also from like the whole Norwegian community yeah yes, that's really nice to hear yeah. and I, I sort of for what for three seasons I think was part of it and it does get tough when there's three of you like it's a tight like for spending whole summer uh, whole winters at Hermosa Beach it's a great place but it's still difficult when the dynamics are three um, so yeah it yeah. Makes, makes complete sense to me having five five six people in your squad just just breaking them yeah. up make, yeah, makes yeah. a massive difference that's that's awesome bit of a quick fire round um, where's your what's your favourite tournament um, my favourite tournament um uh... I don't know. I've, I think I have to say Ishtat. Uh, 
I mean, Gestalt and Vienna, they're so close, but uh, I mean, the, the nature in Gestalt is just blowing my mind every every time. So uh, I just have to give it to Gestalt. But the, the fans in Austria, they're they're crazy. So I kind of, yeah. 50-50, I have, to, I have to choose both of them. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm coming to Gestalt this year, so uh, yeah, I'm buzzing. Yeah. I've not been to that one. Yeah, you should look, look forward to it. It's, yeah. uh, it's unbelievable. Um, who's your favourite player to, to watch, apart from anyone in your own squad? Mm. <laughs> I, I watched a lot of volleyball before. I, I'm not really watching that much uh, now, but I think can be past or growing present. up. Growing up, I think uh, I think Brower and Leeson actually. I think that they were the team that I watched the most, and I, I wanted to be like them. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and, you, and you're still trying the to beat them. <laughs> Still, yeah, we're, we're still trying to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Who who would be your dream partner? Or do we already know that? Past yeah, or present? Christian. Christian, yeah, best best <laughs> best left sider in no, the world. Besides besides Christian, I mean, we 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 make a really good duo. But uh, it would be fun to play with. Uh, I really don't know. I think it would be fun to play with uh, Karambula one time. Just. Uh, Go on quick, quick sets every time, and uh, do do the play. In the, yeah, they, because they play really crazy volleyball right now. I, I saw they played played in uh, Sydney, so uh, it would be fun to play with the, with him one time. Yeah, for sure. You used to you used to run a lot more variations. Uh, I remember watching you in um, I think Baden. You're running a lot more combinations, mm-hmm. uh, combinations, but but wider plays, different sets. Uh, yeah, not so much at the minute though. No. But you have it. You have it in your locker. Yeah, we would do. But uh, me and Kristen, we, uh, you know, Kristen only bumps us, so so it's really it's difficult for him to to do the the different speeds. So uh, I think when when I play with Matthias, I go more on a tempo and a combination and stuff like that. But with Kristen, we we stick to the easy. Uh, volleyball but I think we have to also develop develop this uh, this skill in the future because I think it's going to be more like indoor in the in the future yeah how do, that's interesting you say that because I can and I'm not coaching as much but I still coach sometimes like uh, the two ball is becoming more and more like the middle in in, in indoor volleyball so you, you almost have, like in my opinion you always have to run the two ball to keep the blocker interested and then you can run a, yeah. a variation of set off the off the back of that but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how they're going. Yeah, they're sort of going the same way. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think the volleyball's always gonna develop, and I think they're gonna push the blocker to uh, to move more. And I think this is a great way to uh, to cheat the blocker and uh, get a clean net. So uh, yeah. yeah, I uh, I think they're gonna be more jump setting and more uh, more combinations and stuff like this in the future. And, and it. And it also looks really spectacular when they do it right. So for the audience, I think it's going to be, yeah, how's, really how, cool to watch. How's your how's your jump setting? Any good? You working on it? Uh, <laughs> I, I I will say that my my jump setting is uh, pretty good. Excellent. I uh, I was I was a setter uh, before as uh, because I, I was always re- really short and I was a setter for a long time. And, I think I have the. I think I have a, a good touch from uh, from that, or 
I learned how to to pass the ball with my hands really well. So uh, I think I can be a good jump setter. It's very easy to uh, yeah to to start to understand how you've uh, become the most outstanding player in the world, mate. To be honest, uh, looking at how how many different sort of positions you've played, indoor and outdoor, and how they complement each other in different ways, like it's very easy to to, yeah. to see how it how it happens. Um, awesome. And finally, who would be? Uh, we ask this all the time, men and women. Who would be your dream pairing? It can't um, it can't involve yourself. So if you look around the world, past or present, who would you have as a as a dream pair? Um, I think uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think uh, I have to put Ricardo Ricardo as a blocker, just because uh, he's a uh, yeah, he's a he's a legend. Um. Who else? Yeah, difficult. Um, yeah, those those days of watching Ricardo and Emmanuel and yeah, like yeah, they were obvious. They, they Todd, were re- really good. But and uh, Todd and Phil and stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Let's say Ricardo and uh, Ricardo Brower. I don't know. They uh, or. Yeah, I would have I, I liked to see uh, those guys on the court together. And they're, uh, Ricardo is such a smart player with a lot of uh, experience. And yeah, uh, Alex is just a really spectacular player. And he's uh, it's, it's fun to watch. Uh, always bring, brings uh, energy on the court. So uh, I think yes. they would be a, a nice duo. I love watching Ricardo now just float the ball in leisurely come in and make a great position of the net like it, he's still yeah, yeah yeah i'm so happy he's still playing mate that's that's no, it how he has take, taken the level because now he has been playing for such a long time and he he's just getting better and better every year i feel yeah i agree like the, the level's getting higher and he's still improving and i actually yeah. talked to came shop last week for the podcast and he was saying how he he feels at playing the avp him and um Ricardo went and beat Phil and Nick and uh, I think it was Chicago and he said yeah. he felt that Ricardo had a bit of a mind switch to think I can still do this and then the Brazilian program took him again and then bam you're away like he's <laughs> and now he's still playing world tour and traveling it's just unbelievable. yeah unbelievable yeah, well mate thank you so much for your time it's been epic to have you and uh I'll see you in Charmin if if well yeah I'll be Charmin for sure um Good. But thank you so much good. and all the best and thank you for making time and good luck coming back from the injury and look forward to you uh, tearing it up. Yeah, but, thanks. Thanks for having me and uh, yeah, I appreciate your, your time and I appreciate you doing this podcast because yeah. uh, I think it's really important to uh, for the sport that you do this. So, I hope uh, so. It's a, it's a slow... Make it, sure all listeners make sure to, uh, I don't know, yeah. follow... Yeah, follow, follow the football. podcast and uh, give uh, give this man uh, some uh, some love. Well, another great episode of Freeball the Volleyball Podcast with Andy Mole, who's obviously yeah in his early twenties, but just gaining so much experience of life and beach volleyball with some good stories on the way, and hopefully we'll hear more of them as they continue throughout their season uh, through China and then on to the beach volleyball majors, and also the World Championships in Hamburg coming our way 
this year as well. Hopefully we'll be able to get them back on. But thank you so much to Anders for coming on and just being so insightful and enlightening for the podcast. Please keep listening. Please make sure you follow Freeball the Volleyball podcast. Please make sure you download us on iTunes, Spotify. Please rate us. Please follow us and just keep giving back to the game as much as you possibly can. But from me, Louis today, and from Cam, who's not currently sat here, but he'll be back next week. We'll see you again very, very soon.